You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Special Reports on Legal Talk Network. This is Lawrence Coletti, and I'm the host for today's show, which is being recorded at the 2016 annual Florida Bar Convention. We are on location in Orlando, Florida at the beautiful Hilton Orlando Bonnet Creek facility, which is located between the Hilton and the Waldorf Astoria. Very nice complex. We're here to cover this event for you, our listeners, and joining me now, I have a couple of guests here. I have, uh, as I have come to understand, a president and a president-elect of the Young Lawyers Division of the Florida Bar. Did I get all that right? You did. Okay, so names, we'll start. Uh, Catherine Hurst Miller. Okay, she uh, got after me uh, when we were doing a pregame. It's Catherine Hurst Miller, not Catherine Miller. And uh, she is the president-elect. And next to her, I have Gordon Glover, the current sitting president. Welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Excellent, excellent. Well, thank you so much for uh, stopping by. Uh, We're covering this event, trying to get to know the Florida Bar a little bit. And uh, we did last year's event in Boca Raton. I don't think we got too much of an opportunity to talk with the different sections and divisions, but uh, the Young Lawyers Division, we've seen you guys in social media. I don't know who's doing your social media, but thank you. Very generous in sharing. And so we appreciate that, getting the, the good word out there. But thank you for stopping by. I wanted to ask you some questions about the Young Lawyers Division. Uh, so I guess, um, you know, this year uh, coming up, and it's ending uh, for your presidency. How many members do you have as part of the Young Lawyers Division? Sure, we have over 26,000 young lawyers in Florida, and they're all uh, members of the division. Wow, so now that's, that is a huge number because how many lawyers in Florida, period? Just over 100,000. So a quarter of all, all lawyers in Florida are, are young lawyers. That is a really big group. That is a really big group. So, uh, you know, the kind of events that you put on, I mean, obviously, you know, young lawyers early in their career, uh, what are some of the issues that you focus on? What, what is the age grouping in there? Uh, is it different than some states? It's, it's either within your first five years of practice or under the age of 36. Okay, okay, gotcha. So tw- you said 26,000, right? Over Correct. 20, okay, Correct. perfect. So what are, the, what are some of the kind of the events that you guys hold together and issues you focus on? We have events throughout the year. Um, we have a board. Uh, it's made up of 70 members, and, uh, and we have around 20 committees. Wow. Um, wow. And, and so each committee has a different task. Uh, we put on a, an affiliate outreach conference in January where we have local uh, young lawyer affiliates from throughout the state attend. About 250 young lawyers attend that conference. This year it was held in St. Augustine, Florida. Uh, we also host monthly webinars. Uh, They're free. They offer CLE credit. They're usually held during lunch. And all members of the Florida Bar are are welcome to participate. We recently had a a diversity symposium in Orlando and and, and in Tallahassee that attracted uh, around 100 participants at each. We put on Practicing with Professionalism, which which is a a day-long CLE that all new lawyers are required to attend. Uh, we host 22 of those throughout the state uh, of Florida throughout the year. Uh, and then we also put on basic CLEs, which are also mandatory for new lawyers. And uh, this past year, we, we put on eight of those throughout the state. Well, that is a lot going on. Uh, and I, I know it's a big group, but that, uh, wow, that is very active. So It's been a busy year. Gordon's done a great job. And uh, it's kind of intimidating to take the, take the reins after that because the board has worked so hard and the young lawyers across Florida are working so hard. So now, obviously, I'm looking at the succession plan here. So we've got from Gordon to, to Catherine, you guys are, are handing the baton. Now, is it with the American Bar Association, the, the president-elect uh, shadows, kind of, the, the, the president that, that's sitting currently? Is that how the arrangement works uh, for YLD here? Well, I've shadowed Catherine this past year. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not true. I've been trying to keep up with Gordon all year. Um, yes, 
So it's a, it's a nice training succession plan. We elect our president in January. The president-elect designate has a few months to plan and, and observe, and then the president-elect gets to sit with the president at the board of governors meetings, help lead our meetings, and, and be at all the events and conferences that Gordon talked about. Okay, and is it fair to say that there's a theme of every president, just like uh, the president's an individual? Is it fair to say, Gordon, that you've had a theme during your tenure here? Sure. Uh, there's actually been two themes, and we've, and they kind of go hand in hand. One of them being uh, helping young lawyers transition into the practice of law. And we have a transition to practice committee on the Young Lawyers Division. And this past year, they developed a website, how to start your Florida law firm. Startmyfloridalawfirm.com. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's awesome. It's, it's absolutely wonderful. And I would encourage people to go onto it, really from any state, although it's Florida specific. So it talks about the, the rules required in Florida to start a law firm. Anyone that is leaving another practice or coming out of law school and, and starting their own, hanging out their shingle, wants to take a look at it, but it would probably broadly apply to any lawyer across the country that's, that's thinking about starting a brand new law firm. And they also, the committee also developed how-to videos on basic probate, criminal law, uh, landlord-tenant, and then the videos help young lawyers learn the basics so they can come out of law school and, and, and practice in that specific area. Um, so that's been one focus, transitioning into the practice of law. The other focus has been access to justice. Uh, about a year and a half ago, the Chief Justice established the Access to Justice Commission, and the bar, along with the court, has, has been focusing on access to justice, or I like to refer to it as access to legal services. Um, and, and so this, a big focus this past year has, of mine has been trying to connect young lawyers who need work with the 80% of the population who has unmet legal needs. Okay, and what were some of the uh, areas, as far as access to justice, what are some of the, I guess, the legal areas that you're focusing on first? Well, family law, okay. landlord-tenant. Family law, landlord-tenant, okay. Are the two big areas where there's the most need. Gotcha, gotcha. And so, this uh, the transition into practice, I'm getting, we travel around quite a bit with Legal Talk Network and we talk with a lot of professionals you know, in the legal industry. And one of the common themes, it seems that there's more pressure to make attorneys practice ready right out of law school. And so, and I think that that's some, a transition certainly from the past where, you know, you started a firm and you learned everything you needed to know, but historically it's been very difficult to do that. Are you finding that is something coming out of the recession perhaps? Uh, more and more law students wanting to instantly start a practice on their own? You know, the first time I heard that was um, over the past few years, the Young Lawyers Division leaders, the president and president-elect and president-elect designate, have been meeting with the deans of all 12 law schools in Florida. Florida has 12 law schools, and we um, invite their deans to a summit and uh, meet with them and discuss the issues. And the deans brought that up about a year ago, a year and a half ago. And they said, law firms and the market is demanding practice-ready lawyers, that it's it's not a get out with the legal theory and learn the practice. You need to know the practice from day one. And I think that's law firms. I think that's the clients putting pressure on the, the big law firms that we're not going to pay for first and second year lawyers to learn where the courthouse is anymore. We want them to know that. Um, I would say still recession. And I think the young lawyers today are very motivated, very self-motivated. They want to make a difference. They want to make money. They want to, you know, do good and be successful doing that. And in addition to what Catherine said, the old law firm model is not how it was 20 years ago. So the law firms are not grooming associates for six, seven years, 
making them partners at the eight-year mark, and, and the lawyer stays at the firm for the rest of their life. Unfortunately, their, uh, most firms, even smaller firms, are not offering that mentorship. And so new lawyers are, are forced to open their own practices and hang their own shingle. Well, in terms of uh, opening practices, uh, what are the most common areas that you're seeing? Lawyers coming out of law school, uh, going into, I don't know, business law or going into real estate. What, uh, just observation-wise? Criminal law, personal injury, family law I, I would be the, the top three, in my opinion, Catherine. I would agree with that. Maybe as real estate continues to strengthen, we'll see more real estate. But a lot of personal injury and criminal law, law firms starting up, I'm seeing that. Okay, okay. So now I, I understand you. Uh, there's a moot court competition active and going on right now, uh, running through the uh, the YLD here. Right on the floor below us, I think. Right, right now we're right above them. Now, I think this is really. I, we were doing a little pregame before before the interview started. I think this is really interesting. So now you have this is a pretty big competition uh, involving. Is it all the schools, all the law schools in the state of Florida? All 12 law schools are invited to send a team, and they all sent one this year. So a full competition, and the problem is very interesting this year as well. Well, let's learn a little bit more about it. It is a question about a person who went into a hospice-assisted living facility, and the facility had a religious affiliation, and the affiliation did not condone homosexual behavior. And the person who signed up uh, was in a um, man married to another man, and he listed uh, his partner as his law partner, which they were, but they were also in a relationship. And so he, he didn't disclose that, and the assisted living facility found out and tried to remove the resident based on religion. And so it's a real interesting question of religion and personal beliefs and um, whether they can remove him or not. And it's a hot button topic and the law students seemed very interested in it. They submit written briefs that were very well written and, uh, and I'm excited to see what comes out of the arguments. The final round comes before the Florida Supreme Court tomorrow. So the two schools that advance to the finals get to argue before the seven justices of the Florida Supreme Court. Do we have uh, any leads on any early leaders? Have you been hearing anything on the grapevine? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a Stetson graduate, so I like Stetson, Gordon's, the University of... Uh, <laughs> well, I'm a Gator, a but Gator I, I went to FSC for law school, so this is the one time in my life that I will be polling for the Knowles in, the, in this moot court <laughs> competition. But we see a lot. I would say two of the last three years have either had Stetson or Florida Coastal or both in the final round. So that's the stiff rivalry right now. The Stetson versus Florida Coastal, everyone has their eyes on those schools, um, but Gordon's pulling for his Knowles this time. Okay. Anybody don't, have don't a, tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you have friendly wagers on this at all? or? No, I think maybe the Florida Supreme Court would frown on that. <laughs> I was just testing you. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So I've been advised to ask you about the President's Showcase here, so wanted to learn a little bit about that for our listeners. Uh, that's an amazing event. So every year that the bar, at least in recent years, has allowed sections and divisions within the Florida Bar to, to put on programming here at the annual convention. And this year, the young lawyers applied for and, and were awarded four or five hours of CLE on Friday afternoon um, to put on a, a broad-based program called Engage, Advancing Women as a Cause for All Lawyers. And it, it starts out of a Florida Bar Young Lawyers Division survey. We surveyed our young women lawyer members. Every year, the Young Lawyers Division sends out a survey. And this past year, we focused it towards young women lawyers, asking them about bias or discrimination in the practice. Um, and the results may be not surprising, but were disappointing. 43% of those surveyed said they had experienced bias or discrimination from either uh, an employer, a client, a judge, an opposing counsel, someone. 
Uh, and so we really took that as a learning opportunity, and especially with the stories we were hearing, either people in filling out the survey or anecdotally coming up to us, really telling about shocking behaviors or, or certain behaviors, even not that shocking, but common biases you hear over and over again. And so we took this opportunity to apply for the CLE programming and really proud of the programming that's, that's going to be put on. We're having really high level men and women attorneys and judges from all across the state kind of commenting on gender issues in law firms and what law firms can do um, to improve those numbers. This past year, after the survey results came out earlier this spring, uh, the Florida Bar really has taken the lead nationally on, on these types of gender discrimination uh, within law firms, uh, with lawyers, and, and has taken the lead. And, and I'm proud of what our, what our board has done, what our division has done, and, and more importantly, what the Florida Bar has done to make it a priority for them and, and to lead the, the nation on, on these issues. Okay. And I like that it came out uh, under a year of male leadership for the Young Lawyers Division, frankly. It's not just a women's issue, and I'm in women lawyer organizations, and we can talk about it as much as we possibly can, but until we you know, start talking to everyone about it, including older male attorneys who lead law firms or establish employment practices at, at law firms, I don't know that we're gonna get a lot of change. And that committee, Gordon established a special women's commission for the Young Lawyers Division. They have just worked so hard this year they did a written interview series that's available on our website, flayld.org. They did a series of webinars, one a week for a month, that are really, really top-notch about those issues. So the Young Lawyers Division is very proud to be advocating on that. Okay, well, we are running out of time, but uh, I want to close out by putting both of you on the spot here. So it's a fun question, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start it off with a little bit of a narrative here. So let's say that I'm a, uh, a Florida attorney. I'm a grinder. I'm out working right now. I'm listening to this podcast coming from the Florida Bar Annual Convention. I'm so busy, I can't even get up to get a glass of water. So I'm listening to this. Uh, what are your two favorite reasons to join up with the YLD? So uh, let's start with you, Gordon. To have fun. It's a great networking opportunity. And then in addition to that, and probably more importantly, is, is to get work. Uh, you get referrals, uh, you meet potential clients, and so it, it's not only an enjoyable organization to get involved with, but it'll benefit you financially. Okay. Catherine? I would say, from a very self-interested point of view for the young lawyer, um, great networking, great leadership opportunities. I, every community needs young lawyers to step up, but even young lawyers need young lawyers to step up and, and to really get involved either locally or on the statewide level with the Florida Bar Young Lawyers Division. Okay. Well, thank you so much, you guys, for stopping by. Uh, Gordon and Catherine, uh, if our listeners want to reach out to you or the organization, what's the best way? Again, we're real proud of our website, so they should go on to flayld.org. Um, they can reach out to me personally. I'm Catherine Hurst-Miller at the law firm of Cobb Cole, so it's Catherine.Miller at CobbCole.com. Or you can tweet me at Daytona Kate. And Gordon. Gordon is giggling because he loves my name so much. I take a lot of pride in being handle. from Daytona. Uh, you, can, you can reach me by email, Gordon, at GloverLawFirm.com. My Twitter handle is Gordon J. Glover. Uh, Nothing with I, Daytona, you know, anything either? <laughs> no, or Ocala. Uh, but I also encourage you to go to the, the Young Lawyers Division website. And on our site, you can also find contact information for your, your local Young Lawyer Division affiliate. Great, great. Well, this has been another edition of Special Reports. I'm Lawrence Coletti signing off from Orlando. Until next time, thank you for listening. 
The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thank you.